Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Well, good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope you said great, because I'm doing great, too. It's Friday. No Hawaiian shirt tonight. Whoa, you know what? What's going on here? Hang on. I got a power loss. Hang on. Something's not right. Oh, it fell off. Give me a second. I can't work without my sign. Ah, <laughs> real radio. This is the kind of night I've had. Everything's going wrong. Give me a second. That's better. Okay, live radio, guys. Anyway, welcome to the show. My name is Charlotte. I was hoping to be your host. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. We've got a great show. As you know, it's Casual Friday. No Hawaiian shirt. Seasons are changing, even though it's still an Aloha kind of night. Ah, uh, my guest, Nancy Matz, everybody knows. You guys, anybody that listens to the show regularly. So she's going to be talking about some really cool stuff, as always. And uh, I'm also the owner, i got to remember all this stuff, of the California Hospital Neural Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are uh, 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can get to you. So if you have a paranormal issue that you want help with, look me up on Facebook. Look California Haunts up on Facebook. Look us up on Twitter. Look us up on Instagram under Ghosty Gal. Look us up over at TikTok under California Haunts, all lowercase. And we'll help you out. We'll help you out with that. Okay? The other thing is, if you're uh, watching tonight from Facebook, please be sure, and, and you like what you you like what you hear, please be sure to hit that follow button, because we're always looking for followers. New followers, old followers, whatever. But we're always looking for followers. Same thing for TikTok. If you happen to go to TikTok and find us over there, please hit that follow button, because we're always looking for followers. And Instagram. I'm trying to build my Instagram up. So the more the merrier over there. I also forgot about YouTube, right? There's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner with a magnifying glass in his hand and a hat, uh, investigator's hat on. And uh, that's our mascot. So if you click on that, that will subscribe you to our YouTube account, which has almost 450 videos over there of different topics that you can peruse. And I'm sure you'll find something you like. Anyway, that's all said. My mouth's tired. I'm tired. It tires me out to say all that stuff. Nancy has some things to say. So we're going to bring her on and uh, get this show on the road. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, I have a cat. <laughs> and he's mad at me because I was in here and then I left and I come back and he meowed all the way through the house to Papa out there and he's meowed all the way back. So uh, I'm going to, I just want to share real fast. Uh, he's he's going to be relentless, I'm afraid. Um, I'm walking across the room and I ended up hitting a uh, some kind of pole, so I put a gash in my leg. Not not a big gash, just a scratchy, but still, that's that's how it's been. I come back and my lights off. Anyway, this is one of the tour T-shirts, Moonlight Tour, oh. uh, from California, not from the Old City Cemetery. I remember. And there was uh, four or five of them, and I think I purchased all of them, so I'm going to have to figure out. Plus, I got Char, so enough for Halloween, at least, until the last of the month. But uh, 
I'm trying to find my Halloween shirts and I'm going, where are they? You know, it's like packed away, but this one was handy. And by the time we have another show, then it would be, and good. I'm glad I had the camera in the correct direction. So you could read it. I was wondering, I wonder if there's a mirror thing going on. Evidently not. And uh, we're going to talk about some things tonight. Most of you know this, but I think I'm going to bring up some ideas that maybe you're not aware of. Uh, ghost manifestations plus ghost. There's different ways that the ghost would show up and I can get startled. So I'm going to be talking about the ghosts in my house <laughs> that I share a house with and how they've manifested. And then I think maybe Shar has a story, but I want to bring in a couple of things that most people don't think about. Where should I start? Where should I start? <laughs> I will start with the cemetery. When I was doing the cemetery tours, can you everybody hear me okay? I was kind of fussing with your things. I got them on, but the cat was bothering me. So my voice, I'm going to have to calm down here. Um, when I was doing the cemetery tours, I was a young man who was taking pictures. And I was maybe kind of wrestling around trying to find those pictures. And he was taking pictures of the ghosts that I was seeing. And it's not necessarily they impress me like, orbs well orbs if i'm standing on a cement slab in a cemetery you know people kicked up a lot of dust but what i couldn't resolve is the ones that were brilliantly colored that's completely a ghost that is wanting to be recognized but they maybe forgot what they look like these are peaceful people and a lot of people say oh it's dust it's dirt it's electrical charge they can come all different sizes but the ones i want to pay attention to the ones where you can see a face inside of it and they're usually color. Green shows up a lot. Yellow shows up a lot. And it's not that I don't approve, but I hear of those in people's homes when they shouldn't be around and about. Like people are peaceful, they're sleeping, and they see something floating through. Um, one of the videos that you can see online, everybody can find these things because I repeat story. A little child in bed wakes up middle night, and all you can see is the orb going like it's walking. And the little child goes like this. Is that a manifestation of a ghost? You could call it that. But they come in different ways. It could be a granny, it could grandpa. That night he didn't feel like supporting his whole body. Mm -hmm. And so that is a ghost. There's no harm to it that we've ever heard. Shari, you ever heard of an orb hurting or destructing or influencing? Actually, I have a story about that. But oh, you do? Well, let's hear it. <laughs> I'm all for a story. Go ahead. There was a young woman on my well when we were shooting a video uh, for the California Haunts TV show and I had a young woman on, you know, that was shooting video with me and she had just come into her psychic abilities. Okay. So she was wide open talking to everything. <laughs> That's what happens. Talking to everybody and anything, talking huh? Anything. <laughs> anything. And she, um, we were at an old hotel and I guess whatever was there did not like her because we have video of this. She kept complaining that her there was pain just below her back shoulder blade. Ooh, I know where you're going with this. Okay. And so we shot some photos and we actually got this orb in repetition hitting her in the back. Oh, that's curious. Now you have to appreciate and understand that I see these manifestations of orbs they're electrical right. and if it approached her um how do i approach I'm not putting anybody down or nothing for that but i'm just saying yes i have seen that you know right I'm, i was going to say i feel like she was a sharp energy person 
mm -hmm. uh, very strong, articulate. And so her energy around her body was very strong, but very tight to herself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not positive how she was just not a criticism, but just feel it. So right. when it was the orb, it has electricity in her body. That was painful because her energy was very tight, but very thick and strong. Or mine is softer. It's like a pillow around me, uh, cotton, blah, 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 like that. So, um, yes, I've had attachments. I've had people walk through me. And so I don't want to get off track, but I, I want to stay with the orb. Right. Um, I have a I have my list here, everybody. So in in my early years, probably 91, 92, um, there was a, a, a group of us people that were talking about and investigating. And there was like four one night that were at my house. And I don't remember we had dinner, but I know we had um, something to drink and eat. And I got up, uh, headed to the bathroom. And on the way back, the people in the room said, what's that next to you? And they saw a shadow. And it, I didn't see it. But if I stood still and went, as everybody would, if they said, wait a minute, there's someone right next to you. Go where? Where? <laughs> um, it was bigger than me. Um, I was thinner than I am now. So it was like a smaller profile. <laughs> and it walked through me and I felt the heaviness, not like jello, but a thickness go through me. And I could feel it from my back going forward. And as he did, I had a sense of a man. I had a sense of partially dressed, like um, uh, strong, like carrying, um, had a thing around his waist, but he had arms. It impressed me to be someone that was a fighter, a warrior. And I thought, well, who would be interested in me that was a warrior? And it's not necessarily he'd need to be recognized as much as he was there for a reason. And I, I never could figure out, but I stood there and he went through one side and then the other. But that was the topic of information that night because the people there didn't see his body, though he was bigger, but encompassed my whole body. I'm 5'4". So it walked through me. The shadow went from my back through me and to the other side. I think it was a charge maybe of trying to, okay, we're going to fire her up type of thing. And I remember thinking, is this a good thing? I've had transfigurations and I don't care for it because it's like a someone wearing a wetsuit. And I've told the story. Um, her name was Cindy and she had a friend that had been widowed. And they wanted me to talk. And I just happened to be traveling in Southern California. They waited for me. So we went to the woman's business. I can't remember what it was. Glass frontage. Doesn't matter. I sat there and they started crying and screaming at me. And I'm going, kind of like I wanted to sit still. But this was a, a very large Hispanic man. And they saw my eyes, his eyes on my forehead like this. And he was looking at them from side to side. And I, you know, that's not necessarily manifestation but there was no clue that this was going to happen. So clearly he was beside me or side and back of me and he just moved into my body and a bigger person, 200 pounds, you know, I was probably hundred. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> it wasn't a real, a lot less of me then than now. <laughs> and, and, and so it boxed me in and I wasn't positive that I liked it. So I waited a little bit and it kind of slipped out of me, but to this woman, who was also Hispanic, I'm not going to categorize her as Catholic or something, but I married a Catholic and conversion and everything. Spirits are not supposed to be around us. They're not supposed to be, they're supposed to be waiting for the resurrection. And so this woman had a really hard time, but she saw him so clearly. And because um, 
as I got light older, I've gotten a little lighter, but I was a darker person, but he was darker than I am. So mask my face. It was really quite an experience. Um, probably in 95, 96, I entertained with a group of people. Uh, Kathleen and Marlene were twins, Matichek. And I was at their house. Is it Matichek? I'm sorry, but sisters, Kathleen, Marlene, Farrokes, so anybody knows him, recognize them. And I was doing a group and this scrawny little old man ghost, he went, he was right here and he sat on the person next to me. I, I went like this because I didn't see him until he just moved in. And he says, I'm going to move in. I says, no, you're not. He's trying to move in. I went, wait, 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 I don't know you. <laughs> he just icky. <laughs> I didn't want this. And I pushed him away thinking, how dare he invade me? Because it happened a few times with this man. I didn't even know he was part of the group. I should have asked him. But he said, no, he just wanted to be part of me. And that to me is a negative manifestation. Not like it's going to hurt me, but didn't ask my permission. And so you have to do that. The man who was the woman who was widowed, he knew that she would want to see him. So maybe I'm talking about permission. There's a couple things I do want to talk about that's a little bit more fun. And we can always go back to these. Is I, I have a client, I had a client, and she was a child care person. And she was babysitting in a neighborhood that she normally doesn't feel comfortable in. And this small child was afraid of mama being gone. And so she was one of those um, alternate, um, uh, not a witch, but somebody of Mother Earth. And I remember meeting her and she had this hair that was all braided and beads and she had the flowing skirt. She was just taller. I mean, she was gorgeous. If you're listening, I loved her, loved meeting you again. Anyway, she said I created something to guard the house. And the little boy said to her, there's a dragon outside. Did you bring that for me? And she said, yes. So I put my mind to her. Now, anybody psychic, you can just do the same as I do with everybody else. If you can go into my memory of her and how she showed the dragon to me. And I said, she has manifested a spirit or was it a ghost? I'm not gonna, a ghost would say that there was other creatures that look like this, but the little boy recognized it. It's not that he was so intuitive, but he was tuned into the neighborhood and saw this dragon. And it was a light blue color. And the it, it, self comfort is not like a big house, but two stories. And so it comforts the whole house. Isn't that a wonderful story? Another one was an older lady who came to me. She was talking about how she was afraid in her house. And she, she said, something happened. I really want to tell you about this. And I went, remember, the dragon was manifested, right? So this lady was talking to me. And she said, I was afraid. And a lot of senior peoples, lone people, you live where you don't want to live. You need protection. <clears throat> and she said, I got these little toy soldiers and I planted them outside. And I asked them to guard my house. And she said, I felt like the house was being clamped on. And she says, I, I rested a little bit. And when I put my mind to her, I went, you know, you do that. Because this bigger house had these tall in manifested um, energy beans on each of the house. It was kind of like a sh different kind of shape. She put them at all corners. Um, gladiators. And I thought to myself, this is the second time I'd seen this, years apart. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many times we've done that and not realize it. How about the St. Francis statue that people bury 
it helps us sell in their house. Mm-hmm. Had you wondered maybe that was a, a manifested into a larger being of peacefulness, of serenity, welcome, welcome, my child. You know, he I believe, and Sharp, please, I my memory, wasn't he the saint patron of um animals? Wasn't yeah. he a really soft individual? And yeah. so anybody that loves cats and dogs are gonna be like, in fact, guess what? My cat's not meowing to my face here. <laughs> and so um, I think that softer energy, you want that in your house. You want people to be welcomed. So we put a St. Francis. I think someone did that with me, put a St. Francis by the door. I didn't know anything about that at that time. I don't remember, but the person who did put it, believed in it. And it did sell very quickly. So I think there must be some sort of manifestation that goes on, right? There's a lady in Fair Oaks. She's an artist. I brought her up once before. Now, I do believe in the in a fairy folk environment, right? And she was an artist of um, the outdoors, of gardens, of foliage in the landscape. Yet when she was done, people would look at this and see faces of the fairy folk in the foliage. And she wouldn't paint that. She would just paint what she felt as though I'm painting a bush, a tree, the landscape, da, 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 da. But when you step back, and this woman made money at this, and it's been at least 15 or 20 years. So fairy folk artist, Fair Oaks, California, see if she's still there. You know, I haven't done it. I didn't think about that tonight. But this is also a form of manifestation, not of ghosts. Possibly she's in tune to that elemental, you would call it. And doing so, her hand was guided, possibly. Or did she have such a belief in this that she manifested the energy to be created in the drawing, in the painting? Anybody uh, remember her in Northern California or seen her artwork? Let's have a little note. And if you know the name, let's put it out there because she should be recognized. I've talked to her of her a few times over the decades. And I remember seeing some, I went to the house and saw some of the artwork one time, of course. I talked to clients all these years. And the one thing I don't want is last name. So course i can't remember names um i was just admitting this to the other day i was watching some news and one of my clients we were talking about somebody went oh my gosh i know i can see these people in my mind but i can't remember their last names who these people i'm talking about it's, it's a terrible habit but anyway i found that to be exciting and unusual and the last one i'll bring up is somebody who had gone camping and they were not afraid but wanted more protection it's been a long time. If this person knows who you, if we touch base, they had a, um, a small van or like a Volkswagen, but it wasn't. And they went camping and they created, and I'm going to get this wrong. Um, something, you know, the, the creature that lives underneath the bridge. Shar, what's that called? Um, again, a, a troll. So it's kind of like a troll, but big and bulky and round. And it stomped around their property all night. Those people didn't hear a thing that bothered them, not any animal. So I think that we can manifest energy and make something happen. Okay, let's slide over to the next step. Poltergeist. Okay, everybody, manifest. Just recently, I was told of a woman who needed some help in her home because she was, unfortunately, feeling like there was some sort of possession going on. Char? And when I put my mind to it, I went, oh my gosh, this woman is a blaster of energy. 
You've met these children. This woman. Haven't you met a child and all of a sudden they go boom and they're screaming? This happens to me every time I go shopping. It seems like the child waits until they're next to me and lets out a blood curling scream. Now, can you imagine if you could see the energy shoot off that child, what it would look like? So people under turmoil um, and they or they have HHD issues like a child could be or they're terribly frustrated in life and they go, oh, and they just do this. What happens to the environment? Right. If you blast hard enough, you're going to hit the outside, the wall inside on the other side of the room and it's going to blast to you. This is more common than you realize. More common. I give a lot of leniency to this because it's more common. And, and this was a movie series with the Warrens where they talked about this child. Was this her? She was prepudescent. She was in a womanhood. The hormones were raging in the house. Was it her? Well, it was a spirit spirit of the old man that lived there and i can't remember what's that what's interesting if you guys watch the waltons this is what's cool i show this to my clients okay um i can't remember the title now see i'm having a brain fart again <laughs> i'm i'm doing that right now i need there's one particular walton episode <laughs> uh -huh. where elizabeth is coming of age okay and things start happening in her bedroom and they don't understand why. And it's Corbeth Godsey who figures that out. Who Who's this? Corbeth, the gal at the store, the cousin at the store. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't watch those, so I'm just trying to hear. Corbeth is really uptight, so this was like something to figure out. It's called the Changeling. That's what it's ooh, called. Ooh. And Corbeth Godsey is the one that, that figures it out and tells Olivia, the mother, that she's 12. And it's her causing it. If she's going through puberty. Oh, uh, yes, mm -hmm. that's I exactly. A copy of this on my DVR because I, I, I made a copy of it on, on a tape, you know, on a CD with clients. Because when we go out and we run into kid, you know, cases like this with kids and stuff, I'm able to show it to them to give them, you know, a better explanation of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, Nancy's right about stress as a as a cause for this because I had a client out in Folsom. Or Rockland. I think it's Folsom. <laughs> Which case was this? Huh? <laughs> oh my God, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, they all merge into one. I have files on this thing. Uh, mine, I have hundreds of stories. I'm thinking, which one? Yeah. <laughs> Who was so that? She, so she was had, they were having problems at night with the walls banging and stuff. Oh gosh. And it turns out the only nights that she had problems were the nights that she was arguing with her husband before they went to bed. Okay, that's a good example. So, remember the Brady Bunch, you guys? You know, watching the Brady Bunch, and, and they would go to bed after they were fighting, and they said, "Well, we're going to resolve this now because we want to, you know, we don't want to take it to sleep with us." Well, that's why, because you pent all that up, and that's what was going on. And she would go to bed at night, and the walls would start banging. Oh my gosh! There was no resolution to to the argument she had had with her. That's husband. really hard for people to. It's not my fault. We have to have ghosts. It can't be my daughter's fault, my son's fault. It has to be when we have intrusions. A yeah, manifestation right. of a ghost all of a sudden. Usually yeah. you have a little, okay, keep going. Interrupt your story here. No, no, no. That's that's it. And it Is that it? That it was Karen Rothstein. Pardon me? Karen Rothstein was on that case with us. I think it was. Yeah, I think Karen Rothstein was on that I don't remember. Was I part of that or was it just her? I think it was just her. Because I... Yeah, uh, that's what it turned out to be. It was Poltergeist. Another case we had out in Woodland that was a real toughie, and you helped, you were part of that one, where the two parents were older, remember? 
and they were taking care of the kid that had um, MS. Don't remember right off. Keep me, give and me more story. They were frustrated, the parents, and they kept, he, he swore up and down it was a demon and all this, and turned out that he was causing poltergeist activity. The father was? The father was, yeah, because he was so, he was so frustrated. And plus, what was going on, too, is he had had um, mental issues with his brain oh. before. He had a tumor. Oh, that, that remind that that's a memory. I remember yeah, talking so to somebody about that because it was just the two of them trying to take care of this 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 boy. Much younger, I yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he, there there was just so much frustration there, and he, and uh, it was pulled a lot of it was pulled guys Even though there was something else going on there too, because there was another ghost involved too. Remember, off to the side, another ghost. I just remember talking about somebody, and he had a brain problem. Yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, that has a memory there. Yeah. Um, you have to appreciate the outburst. Yeah. So this is uncomfortable. So people going through dementia or Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. um, yeah. one of the characteristics, unfortunately, is outbursts or anger. Mm -hmm. And so if the anger is, you're not in the way of it, and it just explodes into the room, what is it doing to the energy of the room? And it, sometimes it can stay there. You walk in the room and go, woof. And, and, and people are very empathic or been around a, a person a long time and knows the difference between, oh, that's not him, it can't be him. But people in those conditions, one of the symptoms is personality change to anger. And it's because they lose control of their life. And mm -hmm. it's frustration, they keep losing things. I'm, I've been losing things too, but it's not the same thing. They misplace things, I'll call it. But in some ways they lose their personality. And the only way that they can capture who they are is exhibit anger. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I am, so I'm going to be angry so someone pays attention to me. And that's really unfortunate. Um, <laughs> it's very hard, though. I mean, when you have to go tell somebody that it's them causing the, the activity. They don't it, want Oh, it's it, very it, difficult. It. Yeah, they, they don't want to believe it. You know, it's, it has to be a demon. It has to be devil. It can't be it, me with my it, temper. Demon doing all this, blah, 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 blah. So it's really hard to do that. That's why, you know, these, I'm not going to knock other teams. It's all about playing nice tonight, but. <laughs> that, that want to go out because they see this stuff on TV and it looks so easy. No, it's not easy. You have to be really careful. I mean, that's why I have psychologists on staff and nurses and everything, because you have to be really careful when, when you're dealing with people. You just can't go out and oh, it's like TV. I'm going to go out and do this and in, in, in 24 hours or whatever and get the case done. It doesn't work that way. Absolutely, and I've haven't had these thoughts just recently, but when I was really involved a lot. Uh, more so like 10, 15 years back doing investigations, particularly in Tucson and then with Char on the TV and radio, I had three words. You go into an investigation curious, like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then you have the, the initial connection. And that curiosity is flared up. You go, oh, it's a ghost. Wow. And then the next thing you go is, oh, it's a ghost. Oh, sympathy, you know, compassion, sympathy. And then you would put compassion and that compassion you put toward that entity because they're so uh, desperate. They're so alone. They're so lost. And when you pile the sympathy and then compassion, how can I help you? And sometimes you startle them into reacting because of the soft energy you put toward them. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you envision more women here. I have a thing for babies. I have a two and a four-year-old grand grandchildren and I was FaceTime with them today and they must have been smothered in my energy because I just wanted to kiss them up. Envision that feeling when you come upon a ghost. You're not going to hit them with, oh, 
fudge. You know, you're not going to go, I'm ready for a fight. You want to smother them in kisses and compassion and sympathy. Go see what sympathy and then compassion, because you don't want them to always be that way. No. And I've ever actually done investigations, not with Shard, not with Poor Orange Paranormal, with other groups. And one of them is a very um, uh, East Coast, very important, big time um, hotel. And the guy that was doing it with me, very lovely man. I can't tell you the name because you may know what I'm talking about. Uh, he said, leave the ghost there, Nancy. Do not talk them into leaving. Mm -hmm. I went, okay. There is a rule. We we who do this don't want to see people stuck. I have tremendous amounts. Right. You're, why are you still there? Why? You know, like loved ones, kisses and hugs and everything wakes them up. So that manifestation is living in hell. And every time someone goes in there and goes, rah, 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 you know, it gets all stirred up and angry. And so people think it's a demon. They, it's a ghost. It was a human being and people are blaming it. And all they know is the frustration, anger, and I'm going to get at this living person for calling me that and they can't get out because they don't know that this person they're this way. And we're now supposed to rescue because that's that company's business. <gasps> well, I just go nuts over that. <laughs> one of the things I learned early on too from Sabrina, who was with the other team when we were this during the, the filming time was that when she used to run into frustrated ghosts like that, <clears throat> she always gave them an imagined a flower. Ah. And gave them a flower to help calm them down because there's the same process. Most everybody likes flowers, right? So, I mean, you have well, women mostly. <laughs> and they're like, ah, it's a flower. So, that's what she would do. Even the men, you know, I, I've seen I've seen her calm men down that way. And it's just the way you have to calm them down. I mean, there's there's ghosts out there that want to act like a demon to scare you because they're frustrated. Oh, well, remember one day we were talking about someone passing over and Patrick Swayze was a good example of that. He mm -hmm. passed over. He could have passed on, but he stayed a spirit person, not a ghost yet. But if he continually been frustrated and angered, then he would have been angry that he died, angry he was denied, angry that he never told his lady. Um, and I forgot who it was, Demi Moore, I believe, that he loved her. Mm -hmm. That would turn after a while into frustration, anger, ghost. Then the next level after that is insanity. Remember, everybody, my opinion, it's worth five cents. You know, this is how I would deal with it. That insanity goes to demonic energy. I'll word it that way to appease those people. They lose. They are creating their own hell because they can't create an out of their misery. Right. And the only way to go there is love and compassion. And I can hear someone say, oh, Nancy should go on this investigation on where she'd be blowing out of place. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. It depends on the intensity of the insanity. Right. Right. Okay. You got I, that? I agree. You know, demonic cases are really rare. I mean, really rare. If you come into one every five years, you know, in your career, or even 10 years, uh, that's a miracle. Itself. As long as you've been doing it, and I've been involved. Well, I've been doing it. Yeah. We've only had like, I think two or three. 25 you know, years worth. 25 that's not a, a, I've been doing this 32 years. I've never come across somebody who yeah. wanted to hurt me. And the rest have all been angry. Just very, very angry people. Amazingly frustrated. 
yeah. angry, disparate, uh, despondent, um, rescue me, and then we can't hear, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody, you can't be heard, you cannot be understood. No one knows you who you are, you've lost, and you're in bewilderment and frustrated and angry all the time. Imagine your life if you were, as a living person, you put into a space where you couldn't maneuver. Um, I just read, a, I read all day, I read a lot. <clears throat> this young, this gentleman had been in prison and um, for many months at a time, one time six months in what they call the box and it's mm -hmm. isolation. Can you imagine someone living and then dying in what they call confinement? Now let's mm -hmm. add on 20, 30, 40, 50 years. What kind of personality would he be after a while? Well, to kind of remember COVID, <laughs> now let's put 10 years on that. How would you be reacting? A lot of people be nuts. They said the next medical um, surge would be, um, I don't want to say it surge, but after COVID, it wasn't the medical. Now we're going into a period of time. That's why there's so many murders and anger and frustration and guns shooting off and everything. I think it's on the heels of people going insane mm -hmm. and it's being confined and it's being held back. It's, it's a normal thing. Can you imagine the primitives of our past, the ones who lived in caves during the snow season? Can you imagine being in a cave for six months with all the family members around? After a while, when you imagine there being battles and, <laughs> you know, confinement every day, every day, every day, and it gets to people. Well, when you are a spirit person that turns into a ghost because of what all that you had wrong in your life, I have regrets. I didn't tell them I loved them. I didn't accomplish my career. And I talk about this, how not to become a ghost. That if you don't settle your issues in this lifetime, own it, pull it up, deal with stuff. Before you pass away, you're going to have regrets and you're going to be haunting those people trying to tell them you're sorry. How about 50 years later when those pers person finally passes over, but you're not because you're still holding on to that. Uh, let's have another 50 years. You think you're going to be sane at that point? Not necessarily going to get worse. And that I have seen. Yuck. <laughs> Another 50 years after that, you want to kill somebody, punch them out because you're so frustrated. Well, it can go on and on. When people call us and they say, well, we want you to come out and do a cleansing on a house. Or, you know, or, a, pro or a residence or whatever. The problem we have is we just can't go out and do a cleansing. Because we don't know what, what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Are we dealing with that? Are we dealing with an angry person? Are we dealing with something dark? Are we dealing with with someone who's Native American? Are we dealing with this, that, or the other thing? You cannot, That's right. One size does not fit all. So the idea is you have to go out and get that, take a psychic, at least take a psychic, you know, get that investigation going so you can figure out who and what you're dealing with. And that's really important. That's a Thank you for bringing that up. So we talk about spirits becoming ghosts, becoming insane, becoming uh, a term that maybe I don't use very often. It's demonic. I just put it there insane. The insanity has set in. They're absolutely crazy. Um, yes, we have. You have taken me um, investigations. I says, "Oh my gosh, this is a person that's just," and um, and they can st stay ghost. And if I feel that there's a problem here, I say, "Now, if I give you a visual description of this person that's spirit, does anybody know who it is?" And then we can talk to them because once you recognize, I always tell people all the time. In fact, this happened today. A man came in. Um, I talked to some ladies today. And one of the ladies, a man came in. He wanted to be recognized. He was her champion. And it was a wonderful feeling. He desperately loves her. That told me it was past life. There was a connection. Like maybe in a past life, he didn't come back with her. But she came back to deal with something. 
and he wanted to flood her with soft, wonderful love, right? But the girls didn't recognize him. I says, do everything you can to find him and give him acknowledgement because they want to be remembered. I had a spirit tell me once, he says, they've forgotten me. And so what I do is I just, this is not family. I described him that everybody went, oh, we know, <laughs> excuse me, we know who that is. And once they recognize, they'll help more. Everybody wants to help somebody. If you're really in need, look at Florida, how terrible that is. Everybody mm -hmm. jumps in, wants to help. You know, people are grateful. So it's like a spirit wants to be helping somebody. They want to be recognized. I'm always saying that. Who am I describing? And so one of the other ladies I said, they went, oh, we know who that is, Grandma Ruth. You know, I know who that is. Hey, Grandma, hi. <laughs> she was just really lovely. I'm not, I can't give you too much because I didn't ask him if I could talk about him tonight. <clears throat> but once they're recognized, then you get more help because they know they're going to be appreciated. That keeps somebody from becoming desperate. I want to bring up Florida for a minute. I'm not going to scare people, but tornadoes, anything that generates electricity, do you know what that's doing to the spirits there? Uh, uh, how about remodeling house? You have all these workers and you're tearing down walls or remodeling. Guess who jumps up and says, oh, we have people here. I want to be recognized. You wake them up. It's not like they're ghosts, mm -hmm. but if, if someone has found their heaven, I was talking about this gentleman and the family thought he would become a ghost. And this man's heaven was to grab the cigar on the top shelf that no one could see, grab it on the shelf on Jose out, light it on the porch, walk his orchard out and back and come in smelling like a cigar. He went to his heaven. It's like sometimes in the morning, especially in the winter time, um, I drink pretty weak tea, uh, coffee rather, cream and sugar, artificial cream and sugar thing. And the smell of the fresh brewed coffee, oh, <laughs> what is my heaven going to be? It, it will be remembering coffee or standing around in the kitchen of someone I love while the coffee pot is brewing because I remember what that taste smells like. I'm being not facetious or because children are everything too. But one of the joys of my life has been when I discovered coffee. Um, being an athlete, my doctor one day said, you're 92 or 52 is too low. You need a cup of coffee. And this was um, 92, I think. And I said, I don't like coffee. And he said to me, well, put cream and sugar in it. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I did. And I love it. What it is, it's the smell. That's why we come back as that sensory part of being alive. Mm -hmm. Spirit people the same way. It's amazing to me when I see so many spirits in restaurants or places where the smell is strong because they watch people's reaction. Isn't that amazing? So some, I'm bringing that up because of the joyous part of being a spirit person and not going insane. It's enjoying this life, enjoying the next life when you can be around. So some of the most haunted places are restaurants and malls because of the food and the smell and the candy and what what is those um, pretzels that are real large? In the movies, they too. smell it, huh? Yeah, in the movies too. We like to go to the movies. Popcorn. Oh, yeah. That's right. I went to a movie once. There was empty seats. No, I remember looking at the people, and they were all ages. And I thought to myself, "This is a kid movie. Look at the older people." But you know why? Because little kids scream and yell, and it gives them a lot more energy. Oh, that felt good to get hit with that little kid. Yay! 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 
You stir them up, you charge them up. We're getting away from ghosts and manifestations. So I want to talk about ghosts. I want to talk about manifestations. The next segue <laughs> is people who live with you and you're not aware of it. Remember, we were talking about ghost investigations. And uh, however long I, we live here, um, I, we had a house up the mountain and I brought my husband down and bought a place in a senior park. And it's what I could afford by floating two house payments and all, two, two payments, not house payment here, but the, the rent space. And I picked a place that a lady had passed away in, unfortunate. And um, so I was in, we had gentlemen come in and kind of redo everything. So we had um, it stirred up. These were really big men. And so their energy was bigger and they changed a lot of things and rebuilt. It was on for about five or six months. My husband was down, we moved immediately down here. And after that, and I brought this up once because Larry, I'll go this first. I was in the bedroom looking out the glass doors and this big, and remember how I say this, because this has happened to a lot of you already. <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm standing there, I'm going, and then I had the sense of a woman saying to me, what are you doing in my house? She come in, boom, just like that. And I went, wait a minute. This is my house now. I loved your house. I'm taking care of your house, but I have to make this house mine. You can leave. You don't have to be here anymore. And I felt her on the left side of my body in the back. She come in like a force, like a hurricane boom <laughs> and i felt her go through my body and leave through the glass doors when i talked to the manager here i told her about this situation and she started just oh she says oh she was always like that she was always a force to be reckoned with and i says that's how they are in the afterlife as you are now so shall you be then until you're there long enough to see that that action isn't necessary anymore so do you know people that need to calm down and love their life and be patient are angry or forceful? I did find out she was in a business where a personality of force and drive was necessary. So she was of that personality type that was successful. Remember, this is senior part. So this is kind of like uh, like-minded people here and here. So you don't want to live with a bunch of teenagers screaming around. You have a, a community that's quieter because of age group. But she unfortunately did die here. Mm -hmm. But then I also told you that my husband was here for two years by himself, right? And he called me up a few months after that. And he said, I think we have people who live in here with us. And I go, I mean, you can't be my husband for 20, almost 21 years without it rubbing off, right? <laughs> and he says... <clears throat> he said, there's someone with heavy footprints. I remember me telling you this and he's still here. I'm going to tell you a couple of things happened to me since I've been here almost two months now. Anyway, he, uh, heavy footprints. And on Friday night, my husband is a sports fella and he watches the Kung Fu, the fights, uh, football, basketball, <laughs> very typical, right? And he loves Friday night fights. Well, he doesn't drink during the week, but on Thursday and Friday night, or is it Friday and Saturday night, he has the drink, <laughs> a drink. <laughs> he said to me, I'm going to make him a drink. What do you think is going to happen? I says, I think the guy's going to love it. He can't drink it, but he'll know that you were 
offering it to him. So Larry sits on a couch. He sits on one end and he put the drink there and he looked over. He felt the guy walking and he looked and the seat recessed down. He couldn't wait to call and tell me. He says, oh, my God, I saw him sit down. So Nancy puts her mind to him and he was at six, one or two. Uh, one of those men that have what I call the high waist, very long legs, broader shouldered. And I talked to somebody I trust, and she and I put our mind together. And that one time, we, both of us at the same time saw the bedroom as a couple would have it. It's a very large room. This is almost 2,000 square foot house. And in the closet, which is a dream for most everybody, woman here, big closet. And both our things were in there, but one side of it was all rifles and guns. This guy was a true uh, huntsman. And I saw him all lined up. Instead of clothes on one side, he had shelves with guns and rifles. I went to myself. I thought, I mean, there's people out there with a whole closet full of guns and rifles. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this man did. And he has taken the privilege of being here. And Larry just came to me and his wife, Larry, felt. And I felt like she was atypical, 70-year-old, 35 years back. And she had dainty little feet. And she was the grandma, people love to hug kind of person, you know, curly, short, blonde, or white hair. And she had small feet. And Larry can hear her walking through the house. Well, I'm not dainty. And I said to him, uh, do I walk like a woman or am I heavy footed? He says, oh, no, you're, you're lighter. I don't know. I'm not very dainty. <laughs> but the man is big. So I talked to the lady who runs this place again. And I says, I need to ask you, who was, did he look like what I just said? And she says, oh, he was the manager here. He has the best. This is the biggest of the complex, the best. And he used to walk through the house and open that front door and walk into the street and stand there with his hands on his hip and look around because he was an owner. He was a manager. I don't know if he owned it. The whole complex is 150 of us people's here. I'm sitting here real quiet with a cat. The front it was the front door. I could hear the knob pulled it open. My cats went. Boom. <laughs> I could feel him walk. He walked past me, clenched the door, and walked out. I called my Larry up. I go, Larry, <laughs> what? I says, this guy's opening the front door. He shouldn't be able to do that. Yes, they can. You know why? Because he's living his heaven. He is living in here with us. He says it as it was for him. Because his ego was being satisfied, his manhood, he had the guns. He was a manager. He owned the place. I don't know which one. In fact, uh, the cabinet over here, the glass, everybody's seen these. His name is in, is in touch, um, scratching to the glass. My name is, his wife was little little speck underneath their name. He branded this house. He's living heaven. This is where he remembers being happy because he was manifesting his maleness. And he must have, you know, these kind of individuals are usually war peoples. And so you leave the war and you expect to sit down and, and create a satisfying life when their ego satisfaction was being in charge and being on the front lines and being important to the United States of America. So there's a lot of um, uh, united. And so... <laughs> And I said to myself, wait a minute, this is supposed to be okay with you. What's wrong with you? And it was the awestruck surprise 
Now, is that a manifestation? In some ways it is because he's living here, but that power that took to open that door, remember um, Patrick Swayze and the subway and this other gentleman had been there years and he was able to manifest the power it takes to kick a can across the floor. And so he taught Patrick Swayze how to focus energy. So I want you to go to the, not right this minute, everybody, I want you to stay right there. I want you to think about how you go to the front door. Do you put power to your hand or are you wimpy limpy? You put power because you're going to open that door and you're going to pull it in so you could leave. That same action is done by somebody who's created heaven and they're living with you. I am not afraid of him at all. In fact, I kind of enjoy the fact that both of them are in here living in their vision in their heaven. The only time it kind of got to me, I think it was two, three, this clenching the door was a little for just recently, like two or three days, I could hear them in the house, in the bedroom. And it was almost like um, wrestling. It wasn't a cat, so they don't get in the bedroom. But it was inside, and there's no other animals that live with us. And I thought to myself, well, now they're becoming noisy. That's, you know, let's where would we draw the line where I get mad at them? I can't. Why would I? It's their house, or was, and they're still here. I understand that maybe one of them passed here. But the only reason they're not in this complex is because they did pass away. So they live their life to the end in this complex. Isn't that a story? So when you have things happen to you in your house, don't go, oh, sure. You know, I have a demon here. It's making noise. Go, I wonder who that is. Curiosity, amazement. Say, think about, oh, am I living with somebody? <gasps> this is so much fun. I, I, you know, And then you stop and think, well, Nancy, you're too excited. Well, you know what? You do it enough there two, 32 years with. Let me think. Do I believe in uh, survival of this bodily mess I'm carrying around with me all the time? You betcha. This is only a temporary experience. I get to be a spirit person and travel the world, travel time. Once you get in your head, you see enough spirits or you get ghosts around you or you have this kind of stuff. You go, we must survive this mess. My goal is to teach you that. The only reason I've stayed in it this long is 74 now, 32 years every day is this is really important. Yes, I help people with their lives. Absolutely. The joy of my life is to be able to discuss with you who's going to greet your family member at death or who did and what they're doing now. Ladies today, one it was very emotional. One of them is helping some one of the ladies and she put her hands on her shoulders and she nuzzled her face against hers. It was just like, ugh, cry right now. It was like huge, huge. The other uh, lady... Uh, the grandmother, I said, everybody recognized, came up to hold her head still. She says, too much, too much, too much. Just calm down, calm down. And both of these ladies identified with these actions. You can't get better than that. We are not alone. Did I divert just a little bit? <laughs> I have other things to talk about. Was Before we lose time or we can go a little longer, depending on questions, was there anything in the um, chat room? Oh, no. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I have. Uh, and did I talk? Yes, I did talk about that. Uh, I have notes all over the place, everybody. So it's kind of like, where do I go next? It's like Nancy tells me, keep a pen, check your stuff off. I'm kidding. What's that? Did I say what? We have a conversation. She goes, why don't you have a pen by the phone? And I'm like, what's going on in that room? You know, get your pen out and check it I out. Tell, I tell people that call me. Do not call without a pencil and paper next to you because I just go, vroom. 
and people call and I tell them, um, I'm real good with marketing business. Believe it or not, uh, in college, I took marketing. I'm, I'm an artist, so I took art classes and marketing. What a thing to take, right? Best classes I've ever taken in my life. And you know, of all things, I remember all the classes, marketing ideas and how to promote and how to do. So people always call me for advice or career paths. And I do like that. But with that comes a way of thinking. So I can help people think about what to do and market. Like the shows I call Share Up. I go, write this down. I just had a great idea. In fact, we do need to talk because I have another idea for a show. And it, and it happened today. So Shar, I'm not going to tell you, but it, it was it was a past life intrusion. And this was absolutely amazing. It was like head turner stuff. It was like, bah. Anyway, this lady, I talked to her 21 years ago. And she called back. I had talked to her before. It's a wonderful lady. She was widowed twice before she was 29. She had two children with the first husband who got killed. And she had just a little tiny. Mary had three more children. And then he got killed. So when I was talking to her, I described somebody that was showing up. A tall, blonde, blue-eyed man. Well, she's Hispanic and only prefers Hispanic men. She hung up and went, this little baloney. Well, guess who showed up? And it was an amazing session. Just So we want to talk about past life intrusion and soul memory of that person. Like she said, I can't stay away from him. I can't stay. I said, that's because his souls are connected. Wholly different show. Um, amazing. Amazing. Anyway, um, do you want to add anything? Uh, okay. So this, do you have anything you want to add or do you want me to go to the next one? Well, see, what was this? <laughs> next topic i i wrote notes everybody pages and pages so that i wouldn't lose track and i'm trying to keep us on track and i get i'm a storyteller sometimes i get distracted so i apologize but i do want to cover murder and the energy of murder so anybody have any, because there's manifestations that happen there too in fact before i go on anybody okay so chat room peoples you want to look me up nancymats.com yeah okay now, if you want to send me a note, there's buttons all over the place of That's what you would like me to talk about. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, here we go. There you go. Okay. Oh, Nancy I didn't. Okay. Consultant. Oh, That's consultant. me. Book a reading with me. It's going to be longer next time. I'm working on adding stuff to it. But that That's be... long enough, honey. Oh, you did good. You oh. go. There's your <laughs> lovely face. <laughs> that's me and the up, up one is a little like 25 years ago a lot thinner um uh you got me off track here this you know we as we are older yeah uh okay we are always looking for good ideas and as shark compliment one day she says you just get a thought and you can talk an hour on it i says well after 32 years every day i better be able to talk about it no, I don't work every day, but I have family and friends that connect with me about stuff. In fact, uh, I would should I should we should book a show on how to read pets and how pets communicate back. I have a lot of people that I talk to. Um, I just did someone called um, you know how people get to me. Uh, lost dog ran away. I told them where to look, and they found the dog. That's happened numerous times because mm -hmm. the dog is innocent, it's like a child. You know, and little, little Dickens, I saw him running away and he couldn't run any fast. A little tiny guy, you know, a little bit just going like this. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. 
<laughs> That's why my cats would be if they could get out. <clears throat> so anyway, I'm always looking for good ideas of what you want us to talk about. Because the interest is there. You you have a good idea. Let's hear it. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, right. Yes. The last thing I want to talk about before we run out of an, ooh, five minutes, but we could go a little longer. So yes, I'm trying to, okay. We never know uh, how long these shows are going to be, Gangy. Okay. <laughs> too much, is it too much information? No. Um, you could always write a note and say, yeah, I'd like you to cover murder again. I'd like you to cover suicide. I'd like you to cover um, um, visitation who comes to us before we die. Um, how does that feel in the room? Absolutely. I had one lady who was passing away and she saw fairy folk in the room, stars in the corner. That's right. very, very common. Um, senior people who are dying will be watching and talking to dead relative family members like Papa Zare or the husband who preceded or the wife preceded. So that's a lot. And that's another sort form of visitation, visitation. I wouldn't call it manifestation because they didn't create it. It's people coming. There's a lot of things we can talk about that I briefly go over. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> so when we have murder, I don't particularly like murder. And that was part of the group that now is um, no longer working. It was out of Arizona. I was connected to a detective. And he had people from all over the world. Um, I was found by a woman who lives in Australia. And she called me up about a missing boy. And I gave her so much detail. She says, oh, fudge, you need to talk to this guy. So I got findmetoo.com. Um, and it's no longer working. He was a police detective. <clears throat> And he worked with families as retired police person. And I got to a place where there was too many of them. Like I had my, I wasn't retired doing nothing. I was working full time and managed a house, family, you know, oops. You know, it was too much after a while because he sent me pages and pages missing youth. And at that time there was also the smiley murders, smiley face, smiley face murders happening. And when a murder or death happens, um, if you're knocked out and you don't know you're being murdered, it's kind of like different. Like spirit person say, you don't have to be here for this. We're going to take you right away. But what if you're, and I don't want people, this is hard because how are you going to stop it? What if you're going to be beaten to death and no one takes you or it's so sudden that you are aware that you're going to pass away? I probably would deal with it the same as most people. But what happens is you, you explode out of your body and you don't always leave. You're frustrated, you're angry. But what happens is that that is imprinted upon the environment. So when you enter a house and you think, oh, there was a murder here. Oh my, I don't feel good. It's not always the spirit of that person. It's a bellowing up of the energy. Is that a manifestation? It can be called manifestation because that person, if it didn't leave, he feels you in his in that space, he can then come back because you manifest him because you want to know the story. When I feel that it's, um, and I have, um, it's, it's gooey to me, it's thick. It's, uh, I wouldn't say frightful as much as uh, that feeling. So if you walk in a place, you go uh, like this, could be a death, unplanned, um, a forceful death, uh, even a strangulation. And when people, Police people investigate. I've had police people talk about that to me. And um, I'm just remembering one. Um, so so I gave information to somebody. Um, fudge, if I say too much, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
Anyway, there was a murder and it was a police person on his wife. And that wife did not leave the house, right? And so the violence in the house stayed. So a lot of times people say, oh, there was a death in the house. You got to find out if it's a murder or not. Because if the house isn't cleaned out, if you don't go in there and be sympathetic, that energy manifests bigger and bigger because people react bigger and bigger to it. Does that is make that, sense, Char? Uh, is, yeah, because it's, okay, wood and stucco, believe it or not, can hold energy. And it doesn't matter what time. Oh, that's interesting. Um, an example is above the, what used to be the hangman's saloon in Woodland. Oh, Placerville, Hangman yeah, Town. We did the investigation up there and we picked up cigar smoke that shouldn't have been there. And that's because the wood had, it had ingrained in the wood. Not only that, we could feel this real strong energy of somebody walking Ooh. back and forth across the room, pacing. I died here. Yeah, and that's because the energy was in the room and this man was very forceful and he was arguing with his girlfriend who was in a bathtub or his wife or whoever was in a bathtub, but that energy lingered. That's why when there's a lot of arguing in a house, stays like a murder or something bad happens, somebody dies by accident, there's a suicide or something, that energy get, gets sucked in by the wood. That's why you have, what, what's it called? It seems my mind. <laughs> I'm so old now. That <laughs> you know, where you see that, where, where you see the same thing happening over and over. That like violence somebody, stays. Yeah, somebody might have, the, the replay, right? Somebody might have done something every Saturday night at 7 o'clock for their whole life. They die but you can still see them because it's playing back like a movie. Yeah. And you, th and, and you think it's a spirit manifestation, Yeah. but it's always there. And if you're in a displaced, a place where you're frustrated, angry, and you combine yourself with that energy right. and then you, you yell at somebody, I had a spirit visitation. There was a manifestation that excuse me. It was always there. You just fired it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the person, the spirit person may not even be there. It was the leftovers. Right. Can you imagine, and I hate talking about this, but we need to talk about it because if imagine someone's killing somebody, what kind of energy is being expelled by yeah. both people? Doesn't necessarily leave. It inhabits that space and seeps into the walls yeah. and a family moves in and there's violence. I have a friend that moved into a murder house and this couple is mellow jello. Wonderful. Wonderful. I did not feel the spirit there, but the energy stayed. And this woman is wonderful, calm, just serene. But there has been illness in that house and there has been things happening in that house. And I kind of wonder he is bleeding that from them. Mm -hmm. We have. Uh -oh. oh, I'm gone. <laughs> what is called? No, but I said that I, the camera rebooted itself. <laughs> I hope I covered this. It's your head. I'm sorry. Was it my end? Was it my camera? My end's going great. Yeah, yo. Because usually I get okay. up here telling me something's wrong with the internet. Something's wrong with your... Oh, you have it. No, mine was just... I thought... It'll tell me that the internet's having issues. I kind of like this. Like, oh. <laughs> but, um, so they don't know on the other... Listening to us. I see Shar and I on the screen, but on the lower left side, that I have a little picture of me Let me know that I'm on camera. So what you're looking at, you saw the little things twirling and I was gone, but I was also, I was shown in this little box down here. That's why I assumed it was you. I hope I covered the most important aspects of spirit, the energy of, of um, elementals, the energy of turbulence, of poltergeist, 
the energy of murder and everything in between. Because but when people right, talk, you know, in a situation like that with a murder where the energy is locked in the walls, the point of all this is, is that if you get into a big fight with your husband, you can pull like Nick Nancy says, you could pull that even though that energy's been dormant. You can pull that energy up without yeah. realizing it. Yeah, and yep. that's why things will get progressively worse for you and your husband, or whatever the energy in the house changes because you you pull that up now. And it has to be it has to be stopped at some point or it's going to keep repeating you made me think of something um when you have turbulence like that in the family uh and i admitted this on the air in front of everybody that i before um before i got cancer and then got divorced that also remember that creates the illness of cancer my mother came down from seattle to be with me and her mind in those years in 87 people died and I had stage three plus, it was working to four. And so my mother created that negative energy. But mm -hmm. I want to back up a little bit. And I own that we got divorced. It wasn't just my husband. We married at teenagers, 1920 and 67. That's what people did, Catholic peoples. So we grew up together, more or less, right? He went into police work. And I remember not wanting to be around him because it hurt me. So when you're in police work and it was undercover narcotics, illegal medical devices and fraudulent doctors, oh boy, that just came off my tongue easily, right? So in those years, he had high uh, price crime mm -hmm. and he would come home and this negative stuff would be in it because he'd have to deal with people. And I remember thinking that didn't feel good. Uh, it was a big, beautiful house. We just loved it. We had horses on the property, four acres. It was like huge, we won four acres. No, I think we had two and a half acres. And it was like the place everybody wants to live. Yet there was turmoil in the home because of what he did and because I had cancer. And and at sometimes the woman says that oh, was his fault. Everything was. But maybe he was play, playing off my energy because I was so intuitive. And I even told you how I noticed that my kids were very intuitive. So we have to own what's going on. We did move. We he After I divorced him, he did sell the house. And I often reflect back. I wonder if the people who moved in were happy there. We had the house everybody would want. We had it the first gen air um, grill. We had the first microwave. We had in in the walls vacuum system. It was one of those homes, you know, living in the country with rock all over it. And it was just a big, beautiful house. And I wonder if how people would live in there afterwards. So when you're living in your house, maybe you don't care, but maybe we should. We should live in harmony so that we don't imprint on the environment who we are and what we what we're about because that's a manifesting also not necessarily ghost but a manifest the word manifestation we title it ghost which we talked about i didn't put spiritual elemental kind of things and then manifestation of that kind of energy right. so i've tried to balance what i was going to talk about and I, you can see i have pages of notes. I mean, how many times do you hear these stories in italy where people are on roads at, at night and they see these Roman armies just come out of walls. Oh, and, and that happened in England too. Yeah, uh, walk across. Yeah. Yeah, the Romans came in, and in the narrow streets, people yeah. at night could hear the foot of of the yeah. marching peoples coming through. The mm -hmm. energy was imprinted, and the peoples were so mortified, or scared, or something that yeah, left an imprint yeah, of hearing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's actually true. I've heard of that also. Uh, one of my clients went to Italy and was sitting in an area and 
he's very intuitive, very intuitive. And I give him a lot of credit. I tell him, this is an individual who has the means to be able to travel around the world. And so when he goes on vacation, comes back, I says, what was your favorite thing? And then I put my mind to this trip and I can go there. <laughs> I says, I'm a really cheap tourist. <laughs> Just give me your best day and let me know. Where and then what, what I brought up this one day, he was in what they call the shopping area. The, um, it was a big area and he must've gone back 2000 years. And all of a sudden he heard the hordes of people and the um, food food court kind of a look with the cooking and the, um, what what is that called when people get there to sell the goods? A flea market kind of a place. <laughs> and he could almost smell, he heard the footprints, he heard the, the talking. And I went there with him, I says, oh my God, it was such a busy place. Now, why would that be something he could pick up so easily? Because people went there to visit. They went there to have a brew with somebody. They went there to shop. They met family there. It was a gathering place. So it could be positive also. How about a church? Go to church after the walls have crumbled down. You sit there quiet and you envision, feel that. You probably could hear singing. You could probably That's hear. That's why, you know, when we've investigated places like the Woodland Opera House or the Empress Theater, we always like to do it after a performance. Oh, that's absolutely perfect because it's charged up. Yep. Especially if it's a presentation where they said they want you to stomp their feet or yep. clap their hands or a concert where people are doing this and yelling, screaming. Can you imagine someone like me coming in and trying to clean out the place and going... <laughs> Watch Nancy. She's going nuts. <laughs> In fact, I don't go to things like that. We have done the Alpha I can't stand this. Too much energy for me. We have done the Opera House where <clears throat> the lights start flickering and we have set off the fire alarm. Because oh, you have? Oh, my gosh. Man, you know, the, after a show like that, you get the energy pumping so much that it will set off the fire alarm. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. Oh, Shari, we want to talk about your, and you want to bring up what we talked about, a new direction you're going to go? Not tonight? I don't remember. I'm going to type it in here. A okay. new project she's going to put together. Okay, yeah, I can, I'm sorry. I've, I've had a lot happen today, so I'm having a brain fart right Yeah, now. you can always give me a call later on. Yeah, uh, we'll okay, so here comes the note. Okay, actually, okay. Do you want to talk about that, but not tonight? Let me look, let me look. I got first I gotta read the stupid screen. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Remember. Get people interested, honey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, investigator. <laughs> and and, uh, and I will get to what my point. At one time I was gonna go hunting, we were gonna do Bigfoot hunts, and I changed my mind about that because I just don't have any me to go walking around through the zoos anymore. However, however, I wanna start you know, we take people on ghost tours all the time. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of change it up. And why not find a nice place in the mountains or a nice place out in Yolo County somewhere where it's dark and go on UFO hunts. And she's going to bring me along. Yeah, You know why? Nancy, where do we look? <laughs> you know, that would be kind of cool. So this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm putting together and uh, we'll see how, how well it comes together. But I've been thinking about this. You know, so we know want... There's, there's places up in Oregon where you can do this. But I know there's also active places out here, especially towards Gulf. There's some active places. There's some there. open places without the city lights. Yeah. yeah. And, and we've cool. really given this a lot of thought because we do investigations. We're tied into a tight little place and dragging people around. And you have to do this and that. Um, 
I really do believe in Bigfoot. Absolutely. There are animals out there that are kind of like diverted from the stream of human development. They went and did another direction. But the messy messiness of that, and how do you get a crowd that can openly enjoy this? So we were talking and I said, why don't we just look up? Because um, this is another show, everybody. I'm probably one of those abductees and maybe I better admit to it. Like when so I was six, I'm when I was seven, I had a near death experience, but lasted 30 seconds. You know, that kind of thing it was like a big deal. But people who are in tune to that, we can do that. And you don't even need special equipment. You just look at the sky. Now, you don't want to go to looking to the satellites 50 going across the sky. But, you know, I lived in Hornbrook. We had the darkest skies. And I remember looking up and thinking, oh, now I don't know why I want to be looking up. I don't know why. I so here for years with a telescope and how easy it was to find stuff here in Sacramento. When I when we lived in Montague and I would go up there by me by Hornbrook, uh -huh. yeah, I couldn't find anything up there. I was so lost. So here's the deal: if we're up there, it's not going to be like this Travis Walton thing going on because if I see something come down with a light, come flying by with a light beam down, I'm out of there. <laughs> we're we're not getting close to that. No freaking way! I'm going to get get beamed up into some spaceship. Okay, I'm just saying it'd be kind of cool to go up and 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 and, and you know you, just because they have satellite tracking. So you can tell where the satellites are. You know, it'd be interesting to go up and see what there is to see because you never know. I mean, there's people that see this stuff all the time. So we are taking this seriously, but it's yeah. a way for a community of like-minded people, those yes. who know Shar and me, or Karen, or somebody else in our group, and there would have to be a little bit of a charge, um, yeah. not like a big dollar thing, only because we'd have to organize and take the time to do it. We're going to go to places where you can't see the sky now yeah. with well, elk grove in the somewhere, but I don't know about you, but skeeters, if I find me, it's like nuts. So we'd have to pick a time of year. We can do this. Wintertime's kind of cool as long as no clouds, but then you have to dress warm. So we'd like to know your um, excitement, your interest. Um, you know, we're always willing to take a little note from somebody. Both of our websites have the buttons that said, send me a note. Yeah. And there's another thought too, even parties like, like the Perseid meteor showers. Yeah, I think well, that would be a lot of fun. Showers and stuff. You know, it's just to go out and do stuff like that. The other thing is, I want to make a quick announcement. I still have a psychic development class two to teach. I, I owe two people a class. Sorry, I haven't gotten to that. Saturday evening seems to be the nights that these guys that want to run ads with me want to interview all the time. So this is the last uh, Saturday that I'm going to be interviewing. So then we're going to get that class scheduled. I haven't forgotten about you guys. So that was a really important um, thing we've been really discussing. Yeah. And I've been thinking about for a while. I think UFO would be a wonderful. Yes. A fun, fun kind of community of people like my interest to get together, meet each other. Um, if you're in California, go so we could share, you know, let's let's yeah. think about getting together. I think it feels good. It feels like this could happen. Um, Maybe Nancy can come in contact with, with something and talk to it. We don't know. Seems like people think I already have been. What Nancy, you're not normal. <laughs> you're not. And I'm not going to mention who, but he used to be in contact with it. Well, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a couple guests that have been in contact with aliens. Oh, uh, I thought, who did you mention originally? Oh. Who, as you just said, before you said you had guests? You mentioned something that I didn't quite. I, my mind is like, Jill. was your dad? No. Okay. One of, my, one of my first guests I had on the show, he even. Even he, he was still he has his own show where, where he does contacts 
contact stuff. But he used to be in contact with an alien all the time. And he even Ooh. made a The aliens even showed him how to make a special Ouija board. Oh, yeah, oh that's interesting. Another <coughs> gentleman we had on too. So I mean, it's not outlandish to think that somebody with psychic abilities could talk. Could talk. Absolutely. So, I mean, um, let's do I, it. I think so. One of my earlier clients is like ninety-three. Unfortunately, I can't remember her name. <coughs> she came to me and she was telling me she didn't know what to do about this situation in her life. And she was pretty excited about it. And yet it was awesome. Kind of like threw her for a loop. Like someone talked to me for the first time after seeing a ghost. Hold on a minute. <coughs> My book will be shown in a minute. Two worlds. I'm reaching out. This is an actual situation. A friend of mine wanted to use my house for past life regression. And I came out after they were done and I was looking, we were talking and they said they were, you know, talking. And all of a sudden this woman was coming down the hall, this shriveled up little tiny woman. And she put her hand out like she was going to grab my arm or something. So I put my hand out instead. And it's like that very first time that you have an experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that we could have a very first time with the experience of UFOs or witnessing. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you have a story that you would say, let's go here because I saw something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have people who've talked to me and say, Nancy, you're not normal. They tweaked with you. I go, you know, it's like hard to get a hold of it. And I said, as long as I don't remember, well, guess what? I had experience and everybody that knows me, it's look at the beautiful things. I have beautiful colors and pictures around my house because I spend so much time indoors that I need visual. I'm an artist. I need a lot of color. So while I was at the Hornbrook out in the country on top of a mountain on the side of the mountain, it's not the top. I had experience. I thought it was a dream. But when I told my friend, this one person I trust a lot, I had this experience and it was one of those ones that looked like an ant to me like mm -hmm. funny small body and it had a pressurized rubber suit looking thing on, but it was purple silver color. And I remember it looking at me and I was so short, it was so tall. And I looked at its body and I said to it, Oh, you're just beautiful. And it looked down at me like I would turn purple itself myself. It was like, and I told this person, they said, Oh, Nancy, of course it was real. Only you would say it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I had a visual of being inside the ship. And of course, being so tall, it was flat, but it rounded. And when I looked, there was nothing obstructing my look. It was a big hallway that went all around and around. It must have been huge. And I remember thinking, I hope I don't remember anything else because I don't care. It, does, it doesn't matter to me. But it was the first time I did have a memory. Mm -hmm. And it was pleasant. And like I said, if anybody knows me, of course, Nancy would say something like it's beautiful. <laughs> of right. course you would. Right. <laughs> I'm not scared. You're beautiful. <laughs> oh, shoot. So now I'm excited to know more. Yeah. Like I do get things like that. So anyway, I hope everybody had fun with me talking about this tonight. I covered everything. I think I covered everything. I don't know. <laughs> you guys want me to talk more? You did good. Okay. Uh, I just have other things here, but it doesn't matter. The one thing I didn't talk about is how other cultures deal with ghosts. And we could do that special on another show. You know, there's cultures out there that actually live with their dead people. And you know, the dead people are all sort of like little mummy kind of things. So you imagine what their village looks like with the spirit of those people with them. And, and death is 
acknowledged and celebrated. And this country doesn't do that, but the energy is still there. And it's not spooky, wooey. I'm, I don't want to be around. It's all pleasant, nice, and soft because all the spirit people from generations are still there. I would like to visit during one of those ceremonies. In fact, the Hispanic Mexican peoples have holidays dedicated to the death of their spouses. What's it called, Char? Um, Dia de los Muertos. Oh, good for you. What is it in English? Dia de Dead. Day of the Dead. So we human, we American English speaking peoples, we have a fear. And if I teach anybody, it's not. It's a celebration that we had a chance to be in the flesh in this lifetime at this time. Mm -hmm. Though I struggle with this time frame. For some reason, I I feel like I'm I'm a geeky tech kind of a person. And I feel like I'm living in the future all the time. It's hard for me to stay in my body. There's also a lot of cultures, and I know this happened. I don't know if it still happens over by the old city cemetery, but there used to be a store, a Chinese, uh, uh, I don't think it's there anymore. It might be, I don't know. <clears throat> but a place where uh, Asians, I think it was Asian, used to take food, and there was like an altar there. And so yes, a celebration, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I teach, my. I don't teach, I advise people who are gone through grief to have a, what they call a shrine and mm -hmm. you you do your grieving there you don't grieve every every room every wall in the house mm -hmm. and and that's hard for people to do because they want the pictures of the dead ones but the people who are emotionally healthiest will move those pictures all to one room if you're going to cry don't front of the kids don't mm -hmm. do it on every wall because that energy stays there so right. everybody comes in the house and goes oh that's because you've gone grieving every room every chair every wall and i get it can you imagine I, my mother was widowed at 29. Mm -hmm. i can't imagine what it, she went through you know you married only seven eight years right. and you're so young she was married um seven years because i was not conceived before marriage so i you know so i can't remember exactly she might have been almost 30 but uh no she wasn't but anyhow losing track here so i tell people the best way to grieve not properly, but confine it to an area where it's permissible for you to do that grieving. Now, some cultures put it in the front room on one wall. Mm -hmm. I like privacy for my ladies that do that kind of grieving. Put it in a place where you have privacy so that you can grieve proper. And when you do, you have so much energy in that one area, that spirit person will come if you want that. But then be careful that that person showing up doesn't trigger a greater amount of crying because you miss them so much. It's hard for the spirit person to judge if it's okay to be there. Remember the Willing, Robin Williams movie, uh, What Dreams May Come, he would show up around his wife and she could feel him and grieve more. So one day she goes to the cemetery to where he's buried and he comes in and put, he joins her there and puts his arms on her and she just falls apart. Ultimately, she did kill herself um, because of the grief. So there's a fine line of a spirit person being in your life or not. Like, how, how are you doing? And if you can go to a place of my belief, like Joyce, that this person had a life here, look what that person accomplished. I'm so glad that I was able to share in that life with this person. And instead of being selfish, I have one lady I talked to, I says, you're so selfish. <laughs> and then she says, what are you talking about? I says, you're pulling that person to you and grieving along with you because you don't want, you did not want that person to be released from this life. That person is fine and happy that it was able to live here and have a joyous time with you while that person was it was a mother of uh, uh, being able to be with you 
think of the most wonderful things that you have with this person and let that spirit know that you are okay with its passing over. We have to release. When I pass over, it's going to pizza and champagne in the park, everybody. That's what it's going to be. Not a, no place where it's going to be all crying like a, a church. Be joyous that I was there, be here at all and help it everybody as I could. And that's how we have to look at things like that. Okay. Did we do it? We did it. Well, we did good. I'm just looking at the clock here. A little, almost. <laughs> Anything else? Any other announcements? That's it. That's all I know. Okay. 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 That's it. All right, guys. Everybody, my, uh, stay a few four seconds. My information will come up. And then Char will talking. We're going to close this thing down. And if you like the show and you're on Facebook, be sure to follow. Uh, we're looking for followers. Uh, if, you, if you got the message about the show on Instagram, we're looking for followers on Instagram. That's at Ghosty Gal on Instagram. If you're watching from YouTube and you like the show, hit that little ghost down there. Slam them good. Slam them good. Hit that little ghost down there. That will subscribe you to all of our shows and even, even alert you to when we have new shows coming out. How's that grab you? Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, uh, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal <laughs> opportunity here at California House Radio. We're desperate to get the word out, so if you put the people you hate, I'm good. No problem. But anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to show you Nancy's contact information before we sign off. So here we go. All right. It's Nancy Matz at nancymatz.com. And that's all lowercase. And then we've got Nancy Matt's author. The N, M, and A is lowercase. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. Help get me out of this funk. Nancy Matt's. That's a book, by the way. Two worlds. Developing your psychic skills. And the unwilling sacrifice. And of course, you can get those at Amazon. And I know what I forgot to do. Sunday, of course, I'll be reading at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Monday's guest is our old friend Jared Murphy, who's going to be on to give us some updates about his uh, research in the Grand Canyon and uh, different locations like that, of giants and all, all that good stuff. So he'll be with us Monday. I will see you Sunday. Have a good evening. Ciao.